Good morning. Welcome to With God at Dawn. The title of our reading is A Throne in Every Heart. Ephesians 3, verse 17. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. God has bought us, and he claims a throne in each heart. Our minds and bodies must be subordinated to him. And the natural habits and appetites must be made subservient to the higher wants of the soul. But we can place no dependence upon ourselves in this work. We cannot with safety follow our own guidance. The Holy Spirit must renew and sanctify us. In God's service, there must be no halfway work. When the heart is cleansed from sin, Christ is placed on the throne. That self-indulgence and love of earthly treasure once occupied. The image of Christ is seen in the expression of the countenance. The work of sanctification is carried forward in the soul. Self-righteousness is banished. There is seen the putting on of the new man, which after Christ is created in righteousness and true holiness, but we all with open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image, from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. 2 Corinthians 3.18 Beholding Christ means studying his life as given in his word. We are to dig for truth as for hidden treasure. We are to fix our eyes upon Christ. When we take him as our personal Savior, this gives us boldness to approach the throne of grace. By beholding, we become changed and morally assimilated to the one who is perfect in character. By receiving his imputed righteousness through the transforming power of the Holy Spirit, we become like him. The image of Christ is cherished, and it captivates the whole being. The upward progress of the soul indicates that Jesus bears rule in the heart, that heart through which he diffuses his peace and joy, and the blessed fruits of his love becomes his temple and his throne. You are my friends, says Christ, if you do whatsoever I command you. That's found in John 15:14. Give to God the most precious offering that it is possible for you to give or you to make. Give him your heart. What do you think it means to have a throne in our heart? Isn't the heart the seat of our affections? Haven't you experienced pain in your heart from sadness when someone you love is suffering? Proverbs 23:26 tells you, My son, give me thine heart. When we give him our heart's affections, there are things he will do for us. Number one, Ezekiel 36:26, I will give you a new heart. Well, why do we need a new heart? Well, verse 25 says our heart is unclean. And verse 26 says our heart is hard. We need a new heart, and that's number one. He will give you a new heart. Number two, Ezekiel 36, 
27. He wants to empower our hearts. He says, I will put my spirit in you to follow my decrees and be careful to keeping my laws. That will, He will empower us to do that. And number three, Ezekiel 36, verse 28. He wants to establish your heart. He says, you shall dwell in the land and be established. The trouble with our hearts is they wander. They can't rest. But Hebrews 13, 8 and 9 says, We have a steadfast heart because we're united with one who never changes. Number four, he wants to enrich our hearts. Ezekiel 36, verse 28 says, you will be my people, and I will be your God. How rich we are. Verses 29 through 30, he promises to provide corn and fruit of the trees, increase of the fields. Philippians 4:19 says, My God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. If you have not done so, Will you give him your heart that he may enrich it? It may be that you have very little else to give him. But you can give him your heart. If you will do that, he will exchange it, empower, establish, and enrich it. That which we worship and adore is on the throne of our hearts right now. What has your best thoughts and affections? What is the most common theme of your conversation? We read that self-indulgence and love of earthly treasure occupies our hearts until it is cleansed from sin, and then Christ is placed there. There's no room for him as long as our hearts are occupied with all the things of this earth. We were told to study his life in the Bible. He can search us for his treasures. The way it happens is by receiving his imputed righteousness. Through the transforming power of the Holy Spirit, we become like him. As we search for stories about him in the Bible and truth about him and his life, things that he did, things that he said, the way that he blessed people, what his whole life was like. You can also see the things he did and then know the things that he did not do. We can study his life. And many things will be revealed to you by the Holy Spirit. When we receive his righteousness, as when you receive a gift, you have it, you possess it, you use it. We believe that we receive his righteousness it's imputed to us then we begin to use it by uh, believing he gives us victories in our life and as we practice this we realize that in fact it is ours he's given it to us through the transforming power of the Holy Spirit it's the Holy Spirit that gives you power to do this and we become like him the proof is that as Jesus said you are my friends if you do whatsoever I command you. It's when we obey and believe we give him our heart's affections. That's faith that works by love. Faith that works 
by love. Let's close with prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, this morning, I just lift up those who are here with me. We do not know what the trials of their life are, the burdens of their heart, what is occupying the throne of their heart right now. But we ask that you give them peace and release to let it go, to be cleansed of sin, to be filled with you and you alone. For you will bring to pass all the things we need, for you have promised sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. We are not to worry about tomorrow, for you have provided for that even before it has come. Thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Have a wonderful day, my friends. God bless you. I'll see you in the morning.